The church at Ross Bridge is a bridge to belonging, believing, and becoming in Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoyed this message and visit our website at rossbridge.church. Every Sunday when we gather for worship, we confess our faith using the ancient words of the Apostles' Creed. This aspect of our worship service borrows from our heritage from the Church of England in the Methodist tradition, and it's not one that every different denomination embraces on a Sunday. In that confession of faith, toward the end, there's a short line which says, we believe in the communion of saints. Now, growing up, anytime I went into a church that had a saint on a statue or depicted on a stained glass window, I got suspicious of that. After all, isn't the second commandment that we're not supposed to make graven images? Well, I've learned a little bit more about saints since those early days in my childhood, and now I have a deep appreciation for the role that they play in the New Testament church as well as in our own faith and even our own lives. And on this All Saints Sunday, November the 1st, 2020, I'm grateful that we can learn from them once again. Our scripture reading comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on earth. Revelation is one of the more misunderstood books in the New Testament because of its dramatic imagery and language, much like we just heard. In this particular chapter, we see that Jesus, the Lamb of God, who was slain for the salvation of the world, is beginning to receive in the fulfillment of time the due recognition of what He's accomplished for our salvation and is receiving the worship of God's saints in heaven and establishing His reign upon the earth. Now, here in chapter 5, there's a group of people referred to as the elders. But in other places in the Old and New Testament, this refers to the saints. And in this setting, in chapter 5, these are the people who have died in Christ and are living in the fullness of God's presence in eternity in heaven. Well, in one simple phrase, we hear that there's a connection between these saints who are living in the eternal presence of God and the people of God on earth. It says, Each elder had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. I would lift up to you today that there are two specific ways that we who are living on earth as a part of God's church have a connection with those saints who live in the presence of God now in eternity. The first way that we share communion with saints who are now dead but alive in Christ is the person of the Holy Spirit. 
what is it that makes you and I alive with Christ now? It's the presence of God's Holy Spirit. You see, God's Spirit is given to us to fill us in our baptism. So we are made alive with Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, what is it that makes those persons who are now dead in their earthly bodies alive with Christ? It's the Holy Spirit. For instance, in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, Paul says, It's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, this is the message of your salvation, found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment on what's coming, a reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us, a praising and glorious life. You see, brothers and sisters, the only part of you and me that will live forever is the part that the Holy Spirit makes alive in us while we are on this earth. That part continues to live. So the Spirit that makes you and I alive with Christ today is the same Spirit that makes those brothers and sisters who have lived before us alive in the presence of God now. We share the same Spirit. The second way that we share communion with the saints who live in the wider presence of God is by continuing the ministry that they lived before us that has been handed to us. We continue to carry out the ministry of Jesus Christ through the church that brothers and sisters of Christ who were before us have handed to us when their lives came to an end. In the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, Paul says, You paid careful attention to the way we lived among you and determined to live that way yourselves. In imitating us, you imitated the Master. The church of God has one mission that is handed from one generation to the next, and we share communion with those saints before us by living out that mission. Friends, if we believe that we share a communion with God's saints who are now gone from this earth because God's Holy Spirit makes us both alive, and we continue the ministry of the church that was handed to us by them, then the reality is that saints are not only people whose lives have been chiseled, likenesses have been chiseled into stone on a pedestal in a sacred space. It's not only those whose lives have been captured in stained glass windows. It's a school teacher who works for three plus decades. And when she sees a child who doesn't have the school supplies to be successful in their academic work, digs into her own pocket because she's inspired by her faith to make sure that that child can reach their potential as God created them. It's the nurse who not only goes dutifully about administering the medicine and making sure the patient has what they need to begin the healing process, but is extra kind and compassionate caring for the whole of the person, even in moments when that person is dependent and self-conscious of their status. It's also the volunteer who is retired from a career and now has a little extra time on their hands and can swing a hammer, can run a skill saw, and takes time to go and make repairs on people's homes or build a wheelchair ramp so that they have safe access in and out of their house. 
Friends, the communion of saints is you and me. One of the saints in my life is Nell Clark. She is my wife's mother's mother and currently lives here in an assisted living facility in Birmingham. From the very first time that I met her, I knew she was a strong person of faith. And as I got to know her from the age of 17 in the years forward, I witnessed her strong belief in the power of prayer, her commitment to her local church to serve, and her deep devotion in her daily walk with Christ through the reading of Scripture and time spent in spiritual conversations with her close friends. When my wife was in college, she used to call home and check on her Nana from time to time. And one afternoon, my wife picked up the phone to call her Nana, and her Nana answered the phone, and Cameron said, what are you up to? And she said, well, I'm just in the grocery store. And Cameron said, well, what are you making? She said, I'm making potato salad. And my wife said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Who died? When she was first telling me this story, I had to chuckle and said, how in the world did you arrive at that question, learning that your Nana was buying the ingredients to make potato salad? And Cameron said, it's simple. Whenever someone died in their local church, they immediately began to assemble a menu of food to take to that family as an expression of compassion and of love for them as they grieved. They would provide a large meal for the family following the funeral and give them enough food so that they wouldn't have to cook for days. And Nana always had the responsibility of making potato salad. Friends, you may not be called to a foreign mission field, and you may not be called to give your life as a martyr for Christ, but you might be able to make potato salad. And I know every time we eat it at our house, I think of that saint in my life. That's who we're called to be as the people of God, and it is a sweet and historical communion we share with those who go before us. Help us, God, to believe that you might be able to take flawed and perfect people, but people who are obedient, and make us into something more as your church, a holy people who follow the example of Jesus and look forward to spending eternity in the church triumphant with you. So in the name of your Son, our risen Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. The church at Ross Bridge is located in Birmingham, Alabama, and helps people find abundant life in Jesus Christ.